you're listening to Season 3, Episode 2 of How She Creates. Today, I'm going to tell you how having purple carpet in my room as a kid, a failed Etsy shop, and two degrees in social work all added up to me becoming a professional artist. I'm going to tell you my full creative story, and we're going to see what living a creative lifestyle really looks like. You're listening to How She Creates. I'm your host, Lauren Hooper, and I'm one of the creative mentors at Get Messy Art. This podcast is for the curious, the wanderer and the wanderers, the playful and the joyful. Every week, we are going to explore how to design a life full of creativity and whimsy. Now let's get curious and go explore something. Today's episode is sponsored by Studio. They are revolutionizing the way people see headphones as not just tech devices, but also as an accessory. Studio's headphones are not only gorgeous, but they are top-notch quality. They're offering How She Creates listeners a 15% discount when you use code HowSheCreates15 at studio.com. Welcome to another episode of How She Creates. This season, like I said, we are diving deep into the idea of what it means to live a creative lifestyle. And one of those things that I find to be really important is your creative story. We all have creative stories. We all live creative lifestyles. Sometimes it just takes a little digging and a little looking in the right places to figure out how that looks like for you to kind of follow your path. And so this week, I hope that you will take some time and write out your creative story. Think about where you started making, where you fell in love with art and beauty and wonder and exploring things. And so I have written out my creative story. It's on my blog. It's a 11 or 12 part series. It was one of my favorite activities I've ever done. Uh, And today I'm going to tell you my creative story. So if you want more of the background, you want to read more of the story, you're welcome to visit that. And it is going to be in the show notes at lauren-likes.com slash podcast. And you'll be able to see um, the links to that whole story. But the reason I want to do this is because I love story. Story is what connects us. It's what helps us remember things. Um, it's what brings us together. And I, I can listen to people tell stories all day, every day. Um, the Creative Start podcast, it's an older podcast. It's not out uh, running anymore, but it interviewed different creatives just about how they got their start how they create it just kind of follows that path and it is one of my favorite things to listen to and i'll link that again in the show notes um and so if you like story if you like following along with these kind of things then today is your episode uh so again i'm going to be telling my story and just kind of following that line uh it'll be a little zigzaggy and crooked and it'll kind of look like it stops but then it starts back up but it's always there is kind of what I uncovered as I dove deeper into this story. Um, and I hope you can find the same for yours. So if you don't know much about me, I'm Lauren Hooper. I uh, am originally from South Carolina in the States, and uh, I was a very creative and crafty kid. Uh, for my birthdays and Christmas, I got all of the 
craft kits, you know, the spirograph and the rock tumbler and the paper bead roller, all of those things were my absolute favorites. And I didn't really have a specific favorite. And I think this theme starts really early in my life and still carries on today is that I uh, don't have one craft or one art form that I am, you know, a million percent drawn to. I like all of the things and it started when I was really young. And so my family really encouraged my creativity. And like I said, every gift anyone bought me was always related to creativity and crafting and making stuff. And I remember being a kid and playing uh, school and things like that where we just got to learn and make stuff and I loved it. I couldn't wait. Uh, when I got into school, art was, of course, my very favorite topic, favorite class. I loved all the crafts we did uh, in school. And I, I just began this journey of loving to make things and to explore things and to read. I always remember having books with me wherever I went and in elementary school I volunteered and worked in the library because I loved it so much and um, reading was a big deal for me. It it really helped inspire my imagination and I loved it. I couldn't get enough of books and, and fiction uh, and adventures and that is what I spent a lot of my childhood working on and, and spending my time. Uh, we always laughed that my parents when they kind of redid our house, my dad let me choose what color carpet I wanted in my room. And so I obviously chose purple. Uh, it, that purple carpet was in that room for a very long time uh, until I finally took it out. But I just remember even as a kid constantly trying to move things around in my room and pushing the furniture and decorating and, and just wanting to surround myself with so many beautiful things. And Again, this theme has followed me all throughout my life. And then in elementary school, I also started my first small creative business where I was selling keychains that I was making. Do you remember those plastic? It's like plastic string and you would weave it together to make those like long, skinny, like fancy braided, but they were kind of woven just like sticks of nothing, um, but you could like put them on a keychain. And so I started making them and people liked them. And I thought, well, I will sell them. And so I started selling them for a quarter for the small ones and 50 cents for the big ones. And I had my first creative business. And it's amazing to look back when I was probably in like second or third grade doing that, maybe third or fourth grade, uh, to think that that's what I'm doing today and how much of a, uh, turn my life kind of took but it kind of circled back around to my beginnings and the things that I loved and were passionate about as a kid and around this time my mom started selling creative creative moments the scrapbooking kits and things and so she got really into scrapbooking when I was kind of mid to late elementary school and she bought me my own kit and I got to scrapbook my Backstreet Boys concerts and my school field trips and just hanging out with friends and family but 
she just kind of let me have free reign and that also planted a seed for scrapbooking the love of memory keeping and I loved looking through my mom's scrapbooks because she was so creative and the things she was doing back then you know there was no Pinterest and no internet showing us what to do and so it was just people being creative or people using the little leaflets that came with the magazines and then as I transitioned and kind of hit middle school high school um, I started dancing and so that took up a lot of my time but again you know we have a whole episode here on dancing and dance is such a creative act and it was a really important thing for me uh, as a new way to express myself and so I'm still taking home ec classes and art classes and and making all the things that I can uh, but a lot of my creativity at this point in my life was being channeled into dance and this is where I feel like living a creative lifestyle really kind of started to take hold in my life. You know, I look back and I see that I was decorating my notebooks, you know, with collage. I would rip things out of magazines and then I would use, you know, the wide packing tape to tape up the front of the notebook to keep it nice and safe. Um, all of my class projects were top notch. You know, I was so excited every time we had to create uh like the like a map of something because you know my mom had so many cool scrapbooking stickers and uh, i was so excited to draw on it and add color and different things and i always remember my projects would get displayed in the hallway because i worked so hard on them and spent so much time and put so much so much extra effort into those because that was what was really fun for me even though it didn't necessarily feel directly like creating a piece of artwork uh, it was still kind of all working together in that creative lifestyle of how our creativity is interacting with our everyday lives and the things that we need and have to do I also started attending a writing camp every summer. So, you know, as nerdy as it gets, I would go to the local university and there would be these amazing writing teachers and we would just spend the summer writing fiction, writing books and poetry and playing word games. Um, it was some of the f most fun I remember having. And because it was just such an amazing creative outlet. And I loved the way that, you know, these creative writing professors were fostering this in us and not just saying, okay, go write an essay, but they were pushing our creativity and they were giving us direct feedback. And so we were growing and learning. And that again, started weaving that life of the love of writing uh, into me. Then I fell into jewelry making around high school time. My mom, of course, had gotten me a jewelry making kit from Walmart for Christmas one year, and I just took to it immediately. I couldn't get enough beads. I couldn't get enough supplies. Um, I was definitely already the craft hoarder. I had a bajillion of them, and I just started making jewelry because it was so fun, and I made some really bad stuff, but I legitimately made some jewelry that I still probably have today because it was pretty good quality and it was cute and um yeah so it just became this new fun passion of thing that I was doing and again I was just doing it for me because I loved it and people started noticing the jewelry I was wearing and asking about it and so sure enough I started taking orders again so now I'm on my second creative business where I am creating jewelry to order for people and finally I get the grand idea to start doing home 
DIY parties. So I would spend hours and hours going through. I had sorted all the beads into those little clear plastic dividers. And I went through and I put prices on all of the beads. So they were like one cent each, five cents each, 10 cent. And it was painstaking. Um, But I did it. And I started hosting home parties for my friends. So they would invite all their friends over and everyone would get to make their own jewelry. And it was a very sad return on the profit, but it was so fun. And that lit a light in me that I not only loved art and making things for people, but I loved teaching people to make things. And I loved the business aspects of that. Um, And then eventually that turned into a person we knew uh, had bought all of these like really nice beads, I guess is the best still word for them. Um, But they were like different types of um, fancy stones. And he ran like an eBay business. So he asked me to design a couple necklaces and a couple different jewelry sets out of them. And then he would sell those on eBay and split the profit with me. So now... I'm still in high school, I'm freelancing and designing and working with these different companies to create this jewelry and this artwork. Again, not a huge return on profits here, uh, but it gave me that bug, that experience running a creative business. And I'm not even thinking about that at this time. It's just something that I enjoy doing. And I'm just kind of following the thread, following the things that excite me and make it fun. And so at this point I get ready and I transition into college. And what happens is I graduate early. I walk into my guidance counselor's office over the summer and to, to, I guess, set up my classes. And she looks at my credits and she's like, you have enough credits to graduate. Do you want to be a senior? And I was, I was walking as a sophomore ready to be a junior. And I was like, heck yeah, I want to be a senior. So I go home and tell my mom. And the next day we go up to the school and we sign the papers. And my parents make me a deal that the only way I can graduate early is if I stay home my freshman year and go to the tech school. And then I can transfer, which is when all of my friends will be graduating. And we can transfer to, um, you know, the big state university, USC, together that year. And so that was my plan. Um, But I immediately realized that I was going to have to find a whole new set of friends because all my friends were still in high school and I was in college now. And it was the first week of classes and I didn't know anybody and I was a little nervous. So I reached out to my young life leader from high school who I didn't know super well. I wasn't very involved in young life. Um, I had some friends who were, so I had gone once or twice. So I reached out to Margaret. And Margaret immediately responds, hey, let's get coffee, but we have to go do this thing first. And that is a direct quote. She totally tricked me. And our Young Life director to this day still tells that story about how I got tricked into coming um, to become a Young Life leader. So I walk in on the first day at the place she tells me to meet her, and it's training. And so now I'm in training to be a Young Life leader, and I immediately fall in love. I find my very best friends that I still am best friends with today. I find my place. Absolutely. If you don't know what Young Life is, it is a ministry where college students mentor and spend time with high school students. And 
let me tell you about how much of a creative act this is. Young Life is believes in storytelling and in laughter. And everything we did was the dumbest thing that you could ever possibly imagine. I mean, we were making kids swallow live goldfish. Um, we were dressing up in the most ridiculous costumes and putting on the dumbest skits you've ever heard. Um, we were rapping poetry. Um, I mean, it was anything to have fun and laugh together and build relationships. Um, and it was so much creativity. I, I can't believe looking back how, how much creative energy went into planning those events and creating those skits and those costumes and telling stories the way we did. Um, it was just absolutely amazing to be a part of that. And so I start college as a double major in social work and in interior design. I had also volunteered growing up and I loved it. I uh, had a dream to live overseas and work overseas one day and I wanted to help people uh, but I also still loved creativity and art and I knew I didn't want to give that up but at the time you know there was no Pinterest, there was no blogs, um, I wasn't a fine artist, I'm still not a fine artist, I can't sketch a portrait of you or um, you know do anything super fancy and so I didn't know what to do I didn't know really what my creative direction could be but of course uh, I had asked for a sewing machine in high school as a birthday present because I was just that cool and I learned how to sew I had a friend teach me how to essentially turn it on and make it work and I figured out how to make curtains and make pillow covers and I started doing that and I liked decorating my room and so I assumed interior design was the best option for me when it came to art degrees so I just started taking my basic classes and then like I said I was supposed to transfer in to the big university with all my friends from high school but like I said I fell in love with Young Life and we had an amazing liberal arts university, uh, Winthrop University in our town also. And that's where I was doing Young Life. And that's where I had all of my friends. I had a roommate lined up for the next year. And so I decided to stay. I stayed in my hometown. I, I moved out, but I moved in with a roommate, like I said. And um, I decided to go to Winthrop. And that was one of the best choices I've ever made in my whole life. Um but I had to choose a major. I couldn't, I couldn't double major like that. And it just made sense. I wanted to help people and social work was a very employable degree to have. And so I went with it and I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Um, so I would spend all of my time in college working three jobs and, um, volunteering to get my social work hours and going to class and then doing young life at every available minute that I had in there and it was wonderful it was so much fun uh my college experience was just incredible um I feel like this is where my creative story takes a little bit of a turn um or almost seems like it stops uh because at this point I'm just trying to get by, you know, I'm trying to work, I'm trying to go to class, I'm trying to volunteer and work at all these organizations and things. And, um, you know, I'm also trying to like sleep in and stay out late and, and things like that. And so I uh, feel like I'm not being creative. But like we said, there are so many creative acts that come with being in young life and being in university is, 
is just one giant creative act between trying to juggle everything and write papers and come up with projects and uh, find things to do on the weekends and in the evenings and it's all a big creative act and, and this is where the idea of living a creative lifestyle really comes into play. But I also am working a summer camp during the summers where I am working with kids and we travel every week to put the camp on in a different location. Um, And it's so much fun. And do you know what I taught at camp? Arts and crafts, of course. Oh, and uh, frisbee, just in case anybody was curious about some random other skills that I don't really possess. Um, But this is also where I start traveling a lot is around this time in college uh, I I go off I work this camp with people from all over the country and so now I have friends all over the country and I start spending all of my weekends and my holidays going on long road trips to visit them and I am obsessed I love driving I love traveling Um, so this is really plants a bug in me and then my young life group also takes a trip to Nicaragua uh, when spring break And again, I am totally hooked. I love it. And again, it's that little, little thread that's starting to get woven uh, throughout my story that when we follow it chronologically like this, it makes perfect sense. I'm going to take a quick break from telling my creative story to tell you about our sponsor this week, Studio. I have two different pairs of their headphones now. I have the Trays and the Regents, and I am obsessed with them. My most recent acquisition are their Regent headphones, which are the big over-ear models, and I'm not going to say that I look super, super cool in them, you guys, but I do, but they have incredible sound quality. They're gorgeous. They're easy to use. They're Bluetooth, so it makes them very easy to walk around with and travel and use when I'm on the go and when I'm crafting. I don't have to be tied into a cord, um, but they just have incredible quality. I love, love, love using them. And you guys get a discount for being How She Creates listeners. So all you have to do is use code HowSheCreates15 and you get 15% off any purchase at studio.com. So go check them out and get yourself some gorgeous headphones, you guys. But other than these creative things, my specific creativity and art skills are, I wouldn't say specifically growing. Uh, I do begin sewing more in college and again, decorating my room and decorating our houses we're living in with my roommates. But I don't really have any creative goals or creative direction or anything specific that I'm working towards because like I said, I've chosen the social work major. I've decided to let the art go, but I don't realize that the art is not going to let go of me at this point. So I meet my husband, Terrell, in college, and he is a teacher at this point in Georgia. And we met through our roommate. His college roommate became my college neighbor. He kind of overlapped a few times. Um, and he entered, he's how we met one another. And So when I graduated, I knew I wanted to get my master's and Terrell was getting his master's at UGA. And so I applied and I got an assistantship. And so we decided to both get our master's together uh, at UGA. And so I moved to Athens when I graduated. And that first year of being married 
was probably the height of our creativity. If you have ever been in college and you have ever been married, you know how difficult that is uh, and how creative you have to be. We had very little money because like I said, we were both living off of assistantships. And so we had pennies to our name and we always got by. We decorated our home. We went on trips, uh, but we, we made those pennies stretch as far as we could. And that was a creative act in itself, figuring out how to make our wedding invitations on a budget. Um, and I hand stamped those things like a billion of them and glued flowers onto them from the craft store. Uh, and remember this is all still before Pinterest and Instagram and blogs, all of this exist existed. Um, so these are all ideas that we were coming up with and we were figuring out from just going to the craft store to seeing what, to see what we could find and what we could get. And, uh, yeah, that was a really fun year, uh, difficult year, but really fun year of um, making things for our house and thrifting things and repainting things and getting donations from our friends and family uh, and altering them, making them work for us and for our style and our house. And I will say it was not very cute. Um, it was sweet, but not quite the um, interior design design aesthetic I would have hoped to have had with my initial dreams of going into interior design. So <laughs> we're living in Athens and I get a job working at the local school, the alternative school. Uh, this was definitely one of the most difficult jobs and places I've ever been. I was interviewing for jobs fresh out of school, out of my master's program. And I remember sitting in the interview room with all of the, um, you know, decision makers and they asked me why they should give me this job over someone else and I remember clearly saying because I'm creative and willing to try things and that was it that was what they needed to hear uh, and little did I know that that was going to be my saving grace at this school uh, my students had all been arrested and they had all been uh, expelled from their normal school and they had been sent to our alternative school and it was a very difficult place to be uh, we had a security guard all of our doors were locked at all times um, we got frequent visits from the police and I spent my days teaching social skills classes uh, doing therapy doing home visits going to court um, it was the most challenging job, most rewarding job, and most difficult that I, like I said, that I have, I have ever had. But I immediately realized that connecting with these kids, art and play therapy were my two biggest allies. Uh, I remember the first time I was trying to teach a lesson and it was not going well. And so I scrapped it and we started making, um, blackout poetry like Austin Cleon because at this point I had started following some blogs some more artists were starting to pop up around and Austin Cleon was making blackout poetry at that time and sharing about it and so I did it in the classroom with my students and it blew me away it it actually engaged them we were able to talk through our lesson create something 
and then I was sold. I started going to different art and play therapy um, conferences and workshops and reading and finding everything that I could um, so that I could work that in and it worked. It was the way I was able to connect with my students and it made a huge, huge difference. And so again, this thread of creativity is running through story here and it's what I always fall back on it's what always saves me and around this time like I said we didn't have a lot of money and so I had started uh sewing like I said some home decor items again and I decided to put them up on Etsy because Etsy had come on the scene around here and I just randomly threw up some terrible photos of some stuff I had already made not that was like stocked just stuff I had made for my house and um i didn't really get that many orders but then i made these really cute pillows that had little birds glued onto the front of them birds i'd cut out of fabric and those were popular and i started getting orders for them and i was excited when the money started rolling in but i realized that i had not pre-made them so i was waiting until like 3 a.m the night before i was supposed to ship them out to start sewing these because I learned something about myself. I don't really love creating stuff for other people. It is um, not that fun. I don't really like being pushed into doing things. And I don't feel I'm very creative in that way. Um, So I was kind of miserable. And, but I had started kind of expanding the business. I realized that this pillow was working so I took out the other stuff from my shop I did a couple of variations on it I did some variations on how the pillow was made and I was you know doing okay selling you know one or two a week maybe uh and again I was another step another toe dip into creative entrepreneurship uh so I should have listened at that point that this was definitely calling to me uh but I didn't really know what what there was out there. Uh, There weren't a lot of blogs. Young House Love had come on the scene. A Beautiful Mess was was getting started. Um, Elise Joy had started blogging. And that's around the time when I found Project Life. I was enamored. Because again, I had kind of left scrapbooking when I was a kid. uh, Because I just got too busy doing the other things. And... But now we were married and I wanted to document our married life. So in that first year of marriage, I also started my blog and it was called 365 Days of Newliness because I'd heard about a 365 project where you did something every day. So I decided that we were going to do something new every day for our first year of marriage. And as you can imagine, that lasted like three days. It was, um, terrible but I so my idea was that we would do something new I would take pictures of it and I'd write about it on my blog quickly dropped to that idea but I had a blog and I loved it and it was fun to write and share about our life and uh, I was making lots of crafts again for it and uh, I just kind of followed that like I said there weren't a lot of blogs out there making money young house love was kind of the only blog I knew of that was making money but they were renovating a house and we had about $4 to our name, and we were living in a rented apartment. So there was definitely nothing to renovate there. Uh, but I still use that idea of DIY and teaching to help kind of guide what my blog would be like. Okay, so I have all of these things going on. At this point, 
Uh, I'm dabbling in Etsy, selling homemade items. I am working at the school. My husband is getting his doctorate, so we decide to stay in Athens a couple more years. And we move again to a slightly larger, a little bit nicer place because I have a full-time job and that's exciting. Um, And I'm working on this blog. And you know, moms, this is what they're good for. My mom kept encouraging me to keep going with my blog, to keep writing it because she knew that I could do this full time, that this could be something that I could do. And I really didn't even know what that meant, um, but I'm really glad that I listened to her and that she she had that vision and she had that encouragement there for me. Uh, so Project Life has come on the scene and I grab a kit, well, Terrell buys me a kit for Valentine's Day, the seafoam kit to be exact, uh, because we don't have any money. And so it is like beyond my imagination that he has spent all of this money on this craft thing for me, but I'm just so excited about it. And it is, it's one of the catalysts that changes the trajectory of our life. Um, I start blogging about my project life and and uh, sharing more of our creative adventures through my blog. And I change my blog because I don't want it to be a 365 project anymore. And I start this handmade circus because, again, all my life I have just loved traveling and making stuff. And everything's just kind of been a circus. And I'm okay with that. I love it. And, again, we see this, this thread of travel and creativity all working together in my story and I think looking back it's it's where they're all slowly starting to merge and point me towards my current career and what our current lifestyle looks like but at this point I'm definitely not making money from my Etsy shop and like I said it was terrible I was miserable doing it so I decided to stop and shut it down and I'm just going to focus on blogging and kind of see where where that goes where that takes me and at this point I start learning everything I can about business um I'm reading blogs and listening to well I guess there's really no podcast then I was uh watching you guys, there weren't even like videos. It was all just blogs. Um, so I'm reading all these blogs about uh, creative business and and how to grow and what marketing is. And again, I don't really have anything to market or to grow. I'm blogging every now and then about you know what my project life spread was. But I'm learning and getting this base of knowledge, and I'm so hungry for it. And this is something that I also quickly realize is. I like new things. I like new challenges. Uh, I transitioned from working at the school to a hospital, and I love it. It's like getting a whole new degree, going to work at the hospital, because I'm a hospital social worker, and um, I have to learn all these medical terms and how to deal with patients and how to deal with medical companies and insurance, and it's fascinating to me. And I kind of can see that in myself. About every three years, I have an itch to move, to start a new job, to start a new thing. Um, so that is definitely a theme all throughout the different parts of my creative story. I don't like to stick to one thing. I like to jump around. And you'll see how that grows in me and helps fuel my creativity and push me towards new things and new stages in my creative life.
So I've got all these big ideas and these plans that I'm going to be a professional art creative blogger somehow, someday. Uh, And Terrell and I are also starting to throw around the idea of we can really move overseas. We had both, like I said, always dreamed of this. And we started to realize how it could become a reality because he was getting his doctorate in musical education. And I had my school certification from working at the school. And so we realized that there were these international schools overseas where you could work at a school and do your job. And we were like, that's amazing. That's exactly what we want to do. Uh, So we slowly again begin working towards this goal and it takes us quite a few years because Tara has to finish this doctorate um but in this time like I said I'm getting involved in blog world and, and kind of dreaming about what that could look like one day and I realize that people are saying to have a successful blog you have to make blog friends well how do you do that uh so I would leave comments on blogs but Nothing really came of it, so I didn't quite know what was happening. Well, then I found the Paisley Press blog, and Liz uh, is an incredible designer. I loved everything she did. It was so different from my style. It was so minimal, and there was this person on her blog named Kaylee Gray, and Kaylee's art journal, I mean Kaylee's project life, was the most beautiful thing I had ever seen in my whole life. So I go to her blog and I leave a comment and she responds like right away. And so then I keep commenting and she keeps responding. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to make a creative friend. And uh, so I like really look into her story and I realized that she is living in Germany um, as an expat. And so I immediately email her and I was like, okay, I'm going to be brave and I'm going to email her. And I email her and I'm like, hey, you know, like, I love your stuff. I see that you're living in Germany. Can you tell me how you did that? My husband and I are talking about moving overseas and, you know, I'm really excited about it, but I don't have anybody to talk to about it because no one else, you know, that I know has done that. And our friendship just blossomed from there. Uh, We just started chatting and then we slowly started creating stuff together and we were talking one day, I was at the hospital. I, rem- I remember exactly where I was. I was um, on the cardiac floor sitting at my desk and I was texting Kaylee instead of working. And um, I just, we were both like, we want to be artists. We want to make stuff. We want to grow, but we don't know how. We don't know what we're doing. And we were like, well, we should probably make stuff. Um, that's probably how you grow if you want to be an artist. Uh, Because up until this point, I had a craft room in our house and I had decorated it and I spent my afternoons in there when I got off work and, you know, I would sew, again, curtains and make art to hang on the walls and, you know, just little things like that. Just, Just little crafts for me that I enjoyed doing and then I would blog about them sometimes and So we decide though, but if we want to be real artists, we have to start making real art and we have to start making it consistently and we have to start sharing it. So we decide that we are going to start L and C Get Messy, um, an art journal challenge. And so we grab a class, an art journaling class from a beautiful mess, and we go through the class together and uh, every week we make two pages and we share them on our blog and It only lasted one week, just the two of us, because other people wanted to join us. And some of you may know where this story is going. You may have heard this story before. Um, 
and you can hear that story multiple other places I will link there but I'll just tell you the short version here so people started joining and we turned it into get messy an art journal challenge and it quickly became a community and then we had so many people and we couldn't follow the course anymore because there was just too many of us and I think they had retired the course maybe at that point so we decided we would start writing our own prompts because remember I love to write uh, so Kaylee and I decide that that's what we're gonna do and um, I write the prompts and I also take the pictures for the promo and Kaylee uses her Photoshop wizard skills to create us some graphics and we sh- we turn it into a business um, But that is definitely not the end of the story. We end up moving to Korea, Terrell and I do. And again, I'm still working as a school counselor in Korea. And we work there for three years and Get Messy kind of takes off while I'm in Korea. Uh, The first year we, we go into business, the second year it gets busy, and the third year it gets overwhelming. And so I am a full time school counselor. Again, focusing on art and play therapy with my, because now I've moved to elementary school children and I love them and I love that I get to read stories and play games and make art with them all day long. Um, It was an incredible fun job. Also difficult, but so much fun for me in that aspect. Again, those things calling to me that I love reading, writing, creating, teaching, connecting, traveling, all of these things are coming together for me. All of these separate threads that have been woven throughout my life are starting to intersect and tie up in a nice um, little braid of, of kind of who I am and what our lifestyle looks like. And so that third year in Korea, uh, my husband decides that he's ready to go teach at the university. And we decide that Get Messy is full-time is enough work that I can leave my job and work for it full-time and so that is when we moved here to the Middle East we live in Sharjah right outside of Dubai uh, in the United Arab Emirates and so now going back from starting that 365 blog to now I work full-time as a artist blogger podcaster, Instagrammer, uh, writer, photographer, artist. I get to do all of the things that I have always loved and they have tied up so nicely. Um, But there's still, the story is still going on. I can see every day how things change um, and how I'm growing, how my art is growing our love for travel and all the different ways, all those different little paths that we decided to follow um, as we were kind of growing up have all intersected now and we have been able to put them all together to create the life and the jobs that we love and are passionate about. Um, Yeah, and so that is my creative story. That is where I started from loving crafts and tie-dyeing t-shirts over the summer to making art full-time and being a creative teacher and teaching courses and and I teach courses in person and in real life because like I said I realized quickly that I didn't like necessarily making a bunch of things for other people but I liked 
teaching other people how to make stuff because I love connecting with them and watching them make and sharing my plethora of supplies. Um, and so, yeah, it, it even amazes me some days whenever I go to create how all of this got started from a little girl who liked to read and who liked to make jewelry. Um, yep. So I hope that you enjoyed listening to the story and I hope that it made sense to you. It's hard to tell your story in a linear fashion like that. Um, so I hope I stuck to my outline well enough and I would love to hear your creative story. I would love it if you wrote out your creative story, um, and shared at least a few snippets, some of the highlights, some of the overarching themes that come out that maybe you didn't realize that you had at that point when you maybe got started, but now you're like, whoa, that thing I was interested in when I was seven is now my job, or it's now my favorite hobby. Or, you know, we go to that place that I always dreamed of every year for vacation. Who knows how your story is going to intersect and where those threads are going to lead you if you follow them backwards and forwards. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope that you are inspired to continue living a creative lifestyle today. And I hope you get curious and go explore something. Thank you for listening to today's episode of How She Creates. For show notes, visit lauren-likes.com slash podcast. If you want more creativity in your life every day, join us at getmessyartjournal.com to dive deeper into this mindset of living a creative life. If this episode was helpful for you to say thank you, please leave a rating and review on iTunes. I'll see you next week for another episode of How She Creates. And until then, get curious and go explore something.